This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, you should come see us live next Sunday. That's right. We're doing a live show in Los Angeles. September 5th, baby. Come see us at Permanent Records Roadhouse. First Sunday of every month. Uh, The next one is September 5th. It's going to be a blast. The first one was absolutely amazing. So much fun. Yeah, the show is outside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can feel nice out there. They are also checking Vax cards. So we're covering all of our bases. And we have an amazing lineup. We have Roz Hernandez, Danielle Perez, Michael Rayner, who you may know as the Broken Juggler. He did some of our Zoom shows and he like juggles uh, hamburgers that are on fire. Yeah, it's amazing. You, 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 can't, you can't explain it. You have to just see it. Michael Rayner is <laughs> truly in a, a sight to behold. I can't wait to see him in person again. And uh, our friend Jenny from Bad Cop, Bad Cop is going to be doing some music as well. And we're going to have some other uh, special guests and prizes and whatnot. Yeah. So come out and join us uh, Sunday, September 5th. 7 p.m. at Permanent Records Roadhouse. I always say it wrong. <laughs> you got it. No, you did it right. Oh, Permanent Records gotta, Roadhouse. You got to trust yourself, Babs. Permanent okay, Records okay, Roadhouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, click the link on our bio in our Twitter or Instagram to get tickets uh, that'll send you to the event break. Ten bucks. Come out and hang out with us. We had so much fun last time. And we're excited to have this be an ongoing show. So it will be the first Sunday of every month. Come out next Sunday, September 5th and say hi. All right. Enjoy the show, everybody. I'm Babs Gray, and I was such a disgusting, horny comic when I started stand-up, and I really miss that, because now I'm old. Aw, Barbara, you can be an old, horny, disgusting comic. I mean, I, I, can, I still am, but Guys I just miss those free days. Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I'm Brandy Posey, and just in case anyone else was taught in childhood that Stegosaurus has had a second brain in their butt, I found out that <laughs> is not true, like a week ago. <laughs> I am 37. Thank you. We'll talk more about this because I have questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm Tess Barker and Trader Joe's is by far the stoniest grocery store. They're always like, for the next two months, everything you eat is going to be flavored like watermelon or dill pickles. <laughs> mm. And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hello. I love it. That was a theme song covered by Brooke from Ohio, a.k.a. Lala Brookie on social media. Thank you so much. That was awesome. I love the harmonica at the end. That's like a mm-hmm. nice surprise. It made me feel like we were a, a late 90s sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely had that vibe of like, ooh, a lot of stuff's going to go down before the end of the season, but it means we're coming back. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And um, she played every that was her on all 
a one one gal band so very nice i love it learning one instrument is hard but like learning multiples give it up give it up for lala brookie Pretty that's amazing just, uh, our buddy uh our buddy dick van dyke yeah, van yeah dyke. Exactly. i know in in uh yeah mary poppins, mary poppins. my mm. grandfather knew how to play 14 instruments wow, wow. damn so, that's I don't know. Whatever. That's fourteen. That's the leg- and yeah. that's the legacy that I will wow. never. <laughs> that's what used to happen before cell phones. You just oh, kept yeah. learning things that made right. you more and more proud of your accomplishments <laughs> in life versus looking at the accomplishments uh, of others that have been. Hey, I can post. Yeah, but, but did my grandfather ever get like nine hundred likes for posting his ass on Instagram? I don't think no. so. Exactly. Your so. grandfather did not have dad ass. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's bring on our guest. I'm so excited to have her. She's so fucking funny. You might follow her on Twitter. At what? <laughs> what a oh, Twitter. I literally never introduced Twitter? someone like this. So, uh, and she has an amazing new book called "Well, This Is Exhausting." She's a sex columnist for Bustle and GQ magazine. Sophia Benoit, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I love the harmonica in that opening too. I just wanted to say it, throw it out there. The harmonica did it. for me. I don't me. think you're like expecting yeah. it. It's no, a you're real, not. Like, no, um, it feels nice like sweet treat. It's a little yeah. It's like a closing out. Feels like yeah, you're closing down the bar, or like everyone's pausing for their portrait in the yeah opening credits i felt beautiful so i'm (laughs) so glad to be here i liked it because it felt like it was like i was listening to piano man just a little bit but not Mm. the whole song and that's exactly what i want out of piano man i never want to hear the whole thing i love give me the whole give me the whole thing (laughs) i love it i love it it's a terrible song on its face (laughs) everything about it should be wrong and bad and it's so good in spite of itself like every like it's so perfect. Is that not Billy Joel in general, though? Like, what's yes. that Italian <laughs> restaurant song? It's so good. That song's crazy. That thing is crazy. He's insane, and he should not have been famous. There was already Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> and then and and Elton yeah. John, and he was like, "What if I did kind of both of their things, but mm-hmm. bad?" And everyone was like, "Fucking go for it, Billy. We'll like, take that. We love mediocrity. Bring it it's on." The eighties. I feel like Billy Joel. I feel the same way about Billy Joel as I do about another BJ's, and that's BJ's Brewery. And it's oh, like a chain. Yes. It mm-hmm. does a really good job at what it does. Like it just scratches a certain itch. It's like you're never looking to go there, but if it, if it happens to be in your life, you're not going to say no to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Billy Joel does have big chain energy for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like when people ask me what my taste in music is, I'm like, I just like stuff that's like really mainstream. Like I like Billy Joel. The Beatles, Madonna, you know, like John just Mayer. give me the, I yeah. don't, it's not a John Mayer. It's not even mm-hmm. about genres. It's just like, are you super popular? Then you're on my playlist. Yeah. If you're on it at Applebee's, great. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I, well, I will say if you work, you know, at any chain, having to be subject to hearing the same 15 mm. songs over and over it's really again, brutal that will ruin your life that yeah now now take time. that but extrapolate it to being a karaoke host oh, where wow. you hear the same 15 songs <laughs> wow. but not even sung by the original artists and that is why i hate billy joel oh. <laughs> do okay, people choose fair. billy joel a lot for karaoke of yes course. piano piano man is a big choice by people that can't hack it <laughs> but piano man's not like is it that singy of a song? I guess I guess it's it not kind of that is. it's not that singy, but you need to bring an energy to it. And people right. that'll just stand and sing it. It's like that song is all about like, look at all of us together, especially at right. a bar at night. Yeah. Like we've created a family for one evening. And um, 
a lot of people will choose it and just meekly sing it. So there's an energy expectation that you don't get. <laughs> and then it's just watching a whole bar be blue balled by Billy Joel. It's really an experience. But that song also has so many um, like long pauses of harmonica solo stuff, yes. which is like the one mm-hmm. thing you do not want in a karaoke song is where you have to stand in a harmonica place. Oh. That is not a good vibe. Yeah, no, when it's like 50, 50 bars. It's like yeah. 58 bars <laughs> of like... a harmonica. Mm-hmm. And well, kind of a sad harmonica, too. Right, it's it's like, not like a harmonica you can do a jig to. No, it's like this man has a dream of being a novelist, but he will die in this bar, and we all know it. And you're like, <laughs> oh, <fuck." laughs> That's why yeah. I like it. It's a sad, it's not a happy song. No, it's kind of depressing. A, a mournful harmonica. Uh. <laughs> But well, he did write a song about how good of a musician he is and, like, how everyone at this bar is, like, so excited to hear him play, which I think is so funny and cocky and, like, kind of yeah. hilarious to be, like, everyone's here, like, yeah, Billy Joel. <laughs> Who writes a song like that? That's yeah. insane. Also, to have it called The Piano Man, but then also, like, all the solos are harmonica solos. Like, the piano is not very much feet. Now I'm turning into, like, a weird... But wait a I minute. I love the 80s maybe bit, this but... Is, but maybe this is, like, something he did on purpose. Like, at, maybe... Mm. The piano man's piano man is the harmonica player. Oh, oh that's interesting. I think that the piano. So the piano. I mean, I think the piano is featured pretty. But it yeah, is. you're right. The middle solos. But I think that I think the harmonica is like the yeah the piano man's like thoughts and his like feelings because yeah. they're kind of exactly. sad and you know. Mm. So Billy Joel wants to be a blues traveler is what we're saying. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think he wants to be Pitbull. Like, yeah. Well, he don't wrote we a song about how cool he is. I just feel like that's such Pitbull energy. Like, Pitbull songs are the same exact vibe when you think about it. They're like, Mm -hmm. I'm at a club. I'm the coolest person. Everyone's so happy I'm here. And that's exactly what Piano Man is. (laughs) That's a really good comparison. And Ari Mm -hmm. Pitbull, love him too. He's great. The confidence on that man is staggering. I love it. And he addresses some really existential themes in his song that no one will talk to me about, even no matter how many times I get drunk and talk about how Pitbull addresses a lot of existentialism (laughs) in his songs. No one wants to go there, and I have all three of you captive now. Yeah, I'm here. Go on, Sophia. Go on. I feel like he's always, like, half of his songs are like, we're going to die eventually. We have to party tonight. Or, like, they're like, you know, we have to live for the moment, and we can only do what we have. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that is... A good point. He's the Andrew WK of the club. Yeah. Yeah. He's always thinking that we're going to die and we might as well like enjoy life while we can. And I'm like, kind of a beautiful moment. Thank you. That is good. I, I, yeah, I enjoy when songs make me feel that way. But then in reality, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I haven't paid my bills for six months. (laughs) He has a song about that. (laughs) I know my rent is going to be due. (laughs) That one. Like there's literally a song that's like, my rent is due. I knew a rent was late a week ago or something. That's a theme for him. He knows this. <laughs> wow. This is, this is like the my, working man's my theory about how that Bruno Mars has never had sex. You know? Oh, he hasn't. No way. No. Right? Who would? <laughs> no Who would? Way, no. He yeah. is a he's a Ken doll. Like there's just nothing. I don't think mm-hmm. he's ever touched a person's body. Just mm-hmm. nothing. I don't think he's even ever said the word body. <laughs> he probably has a lyric with body. He has in it, it but in lyrics. Bloody, but all of yeah. his lyrics yeah, are just know. like, yeah, like, you know how pe- women love to fuck next to fireplaces and have <laughs> rose petals in the bath? And it's like, no one wants that. No, no. one wants that. 
His, I, his idea of sex is very much like I walked in on my parents in the 70s watching a porn, mm-hmm. and then that was all I've seen, and so then I have to write about it. And I actually love when people, especially men, sing about sex because I think it should happen way more than it does now. I feel like we stop being as horny in songs. Mm-hmm. Right. I love The weekend for that because he's gonna just like say, filthy. Like he's yes. just like, we fuck. I like him because he's, he's horny weekend. for drugs, and I like yeah, his he, horniness for drugs. Yeah. He's horny for everything. I yeah. Feel. Like his vibe is so horny. And I love that Bruno Mars is kind of trying that as well, but in like a sweet way. Like I, it's like his older brother told him about it and he's like, Me too. Ooh, it's yeah. Saturday night. I'm gonna hold your hand, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like one of his horniest songs is about getting married. Corny. Oh yeah. Um No, yeah, I feel like Bruno Mars is Skipper and the weekend is Barbie. Yes. Oh, mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he yeah. his one song, Versace on the Floor, is really funny because it's like about getting someone, I don't know, about fucking, obviously. But then all of a sudden he's just like, and then you're naked. And it's like, he obviously doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> no. know how that happens. He doesn't, he doesn't know, know how you get. To- <laughs> he, so maybe he's also a never nude. We don't know. Mm. Oh, never nude yeah. virgin, Bruno Mars. Uh, I've been comfort <laughs> watching Arrested Development. Mm. Mm. Highly good, recommend. Good comfort watch. I think yeah. one of the things that makes it such a good comfort watch is that it takes place in a model home. Which I'm realizing, yeah. I find even those very comforting. Well, because it's like it's it's a model home is like Target, where it's like, ooh, this is perfect, it's pristine, everything here could be the thing that fixes my anxiety or my depression or whatever. It's just a perfect life that I could just enter into, and I didn't need to create for myself. Yeah. Well, I yeah. also think I like model homes because when I was in high school, there was a new housing development right by our high school, and it mm-hmm. had four model homes in it that were just open all the time so my friends and i would ditch school and we would just go hang out in the model homes i don't think they were open all the time i think no. you guys <laughs> you broke, 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 broke in. in you broke in, you broke in. <laughs> yeah. and you and you did break the any that is fine yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great there were like fully furnished bunk beds and yeah we would no. we would smoke weed out on the veranda it was wonderful i probably that realtor got fired but yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's like one of those things where like one realtor died and they forgot to give all the contracts to a new person at the office and no one's remembering about the four model homes they owned or something. Exactly. So, like, cracks. For two mm-hmm. years, it just like fell through the cracks or something like. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, we were loitering in a loophole for two years mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> that's amazing. Or someone lived there and it just wasn't there during the day and you guys were like, this is a crazy model home, am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, they even have food in the fridge and everything? That's very realistic. These, yeah. these photos are really good. They usually just, they don't look like stock photos and it's all the same people constantly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I was looking I was looking out the window like longingly at my, I don't even know if I could call them a neighbor because they have like, they're in a gated community, but I can see it, mm. you know? Yeah. But I was just like, God, I wish we could, I could go to that place because they're the, it's the place I used to sneak into with the big pool, and the one I tried to DM the guy on Instagram to become friends with him, and he never saw it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really uh, funny. So, yes, I, I found him on next. <laughs> I found him on next door and found his Instagram, and then just like DM'd him me like, "Hey, we're neighbors." <laughs> like I don't. Yeah. But he never, uh, he never opened it. So. I think we should find him on LinkedIn and just look at his profile a bunch, and then maybe he'll get the point, and he'll be like, "Who's Barbara Gray?" I'm gonna look it up. Ooh, that's a good and idea. Find you Barbara on Instagram. Gray, um, pool. What do I do to make him want to invite me over to his house? What do big I call titty lifeguard? Yeah, <laughs> big titty. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's like, it should just be like, that's your latest experience. And then yeah, a bunch of like really other good. not relevant work experience, like, <laughs> like retail, but the last job is like big titty lifeguard. And... I'm a thousand percent doing this. I'm yeah. putting this on my LinkedIn and I'm going to message him on there. <laughs> and just keep messaging him and being like, so about that pool. You know, I'm yeah. looking for summer gigs if you need any. any I also yeah. love the idea of like all lifeguards are usually teenagers and then there's just one woman in her 30s who's the big titty lifeguard. Wait, Absolutely. this seems like an Adam Sandler movie, but for women of like the 30 year old <laughs> lifeguard that's hanging on to like being a lifeguard for way too uh, long. That's a fun. Yes. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I, I only like lotion this. on the clock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, she has big tits. Just making a show of like lotioning up and everyone's like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> no, she's so got much. like big like mom tits now. Yes. It's like, it's yes. just doing it for you, little guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like way too much for everyone at this pub pool in like Ohio they're like mm, no thank you I'm just imagining it like it's like a Baywatch bathing suit but it's red cheetah print like it just needs Ooh, to be I would like wear a this. real oh, like a cougar bathing suit that would be everyone hot. else has to wear like a mm-hmm. uniform but she does not listen to the rules because she's been there so long they're like we can't get in it yeah 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 exactly. this is actually relevant to something I've been pondering recently so I had an incident last summer at the public pool. Sean and I sometimes like to go swim laps in the summer. And I had the same like one piece lap swim bathing suit for like four years. And it failed me mid swim. The elastic busted. I was I was titties out at the Rose Bowl. Literally, I had to like cup my tits while I was. I mean, it was like the bathing suit just essentially disintegrated on me in the middle of the public pool. (laughs) I had to like flag down Sean in his lane and we like had to tie it together. So. Anyway, I need a new one-piece bathing suit. And I think, obviously, the Baywatch one-piece is, like, the hottest thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, are people going to think I'm a lifeguard if I get that as my, like, lap swim bathing suit? If they do, that's on them. It's like, okay, yeah. your safety is a false sense of safety, and that is not my problem. You thought <laughs> yeah. I could save your life, bitch? I can't. Yeah. Like, you could probably save them more than the teenager would anyway, like, that's even if true. you wanted to. <laughs> You're swimming laps. You're better already than every lifeguard that I've ever been around. Like, I can't. <laughs> I think you're doing great. Okay, wonderful. Also, it's like wearing red to Target. Like, sometimes that happens, and you are a yeah, Target employee. Yeah, sometimes someone mm-hmm. at Target is drowning, and you're like, not my problem. Not my no. problem, <laughs> frankly. Also, I feel like if you stop me in Target, I can probably help you more than the employees in Target. Actually, I know my way around Target. If you wear red in a Target, you are technically an employee, and I believe that, and you yes. can do whatever you want. A hundred percent. You can check someone out. Mm-hmm. So, Sophia, you just released your book. Um, when did it come out? It just came out recently, right? Yeah, it came out July 13th. Woo-hoo. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. So, like I said, it's called Well, This is Exhausting. You can get it, you know, wherever you get books. So, yeah, tell us about it. I know it's essays about being a lady. Is that, is that a it's good It's true. No, it is. It is essays about being a lady. I kept begging <laughs> them to make me not have to have, like, a... Um, like a theme or a pitch for it. I was like, I just want to write some stuff and you guys publish it. And they were like, no, it has to be about something. (laughs) So I would say essays about being a lady is incredibly accurate. Um, (laughs) But it kind of charts this. um, There's no like corny way to, there's no non corny way to say this. I should say Uh, it kind of charts me going from being this like really good, nerdy, overweight kid always did the right thing. Like never got in trouble. My parents were divorced. So I was always trying to be like good for both of them into like 
becoming this really chill girl in college and trying to do everything to impress men and then being like, you know, the like, I drink beer and watch football games, girl, even though I didn't drink beer, but you get the vibe. Mm -hmm. And then like from there moving into being like an adult who was hopefully a better person for the sake of myself rather than for other people. That's the ideal, you know, but um, am I there? No. But (laughs) (laughs) do I desperately need approval? Still yes. Yes. Um, but that's the, the, the thesis of the book is kind of that journey and hopefully it's funny. And, you know, I talk about jerking off in preschool and getting in trouble for it and, <laughs> you know, Brendan Fraser and all that stuff. That's very yeah. normal. I mean, I, this is the Brendan Fraser podcast. We are, mm-hmm. we're very yeah, pro if, Brendan. If, on if Randy podcast. writes a, a memoir, there will be a, he's, he's painted that's... on the side of my car. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much, and that's the first chapter. is called "Bless You, Brendan Fraser." Literally, the first chapter of my book because power. Yes, <laughs> that was my sexual awakening. George of the Jungle was, and my family. I was like way too young to have a sexual awakening. I was like three or four, and my family has never let me live it down. They were always like, <laughs> like the second Brendan Fraser does anything, like four people in my family email me, and I'm like, I also know and have the internet. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I have a Google alert. I saw this first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to ask who the best Brendan Fraser was, but you said already George of the Jungle. Specifically, George of the Jungle. Okay, there's two points in that movie. One, Mm -hmm. when he's running around with the horses at the Mm -hmm. engagement party. It's so horny. And every single woman at the party is like watching. And then the men at the party are like, what is it with chicks and horses? And it's like, first of all, yes, horses are kind of hot. Weirdly, we're all agreeing. (laughs) But like, kind of weird, kind of hot. Second of all, Brendan Fraser's running around with horses. Like, Yep. Are you not that's, horny? Like, right. why are we you? all be horny. Yeah. yeah. We're all yeah. horny. Get on board. <laughs> so that's one moment that's especially just, like, indelible in my mind. And then the second is when he's wearing a dress because he doesn't know how people dress. And he's got, like, he has long hair because he lived in the mm-hmm. jungle. Not very long. Just, like, a short, cute bob kind of moment. Like a lob. He's got, and like, a nice shag going on. Yeah. It's, great. it's so cute. His hair's mm-hmm. amazing in that movie. And he's all, like oiled up all the time because that was what the 90s was about and then he like puts a dress on because he has no idea what people wear and it's like hot i was like i was gonna say i'm sure he looks amazing in that yeah amazing he looks better in a dress than anyone else has ever looked in a dress it's stunning (laughs) no that dennis rodman cried he wishes (laughs) no i yeah i don't want to move the conversation away from brendan but i do just want to say that i have a similar feeling about I think we all know the scene I'm talking about in Fight Club when Brad Pitt mm-hmm. is wearing that women's bathrobe. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh. It looks amazing in it. It's Gorgeous. Like the, it's like a ratty women's bathrobe. And that mm-hmm. just contrasting with the Brad Pitt underneath it. Mwah. Yeah. It's- You're going to hear typing during this podcast because I'm looking <laughs> it up right now. <laughs> Hey, hey, fellas out there, just put on some women's clothes. We think it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> More of you should be experimenting. Fuck it. But that's like why Harry Styles is hot and everyone acts like it's a big mystery. And I'm like, he is so willing to like be a tiny bit feminine. And right. it's so hot. Like we all know it's hot. Exactly. Well, it's like, the. I mean, I love that. Like, I think it's a good look in women's wear, too, when you like, I, I love contrasting like feminine with masculine. Like, I think it yeah. looks so beautiful when women wear tuxedos. Or my lasers. Oh, totally. I hope, but I think it's like, it's just, it's not always a fair trade because a guy with like, you know, if a guy has no chest, it's so much easier to like look 
to put something on and be like, great, you look great in a dress. And I'm like, I can't button up a fucking shirt to save my life over these tits. <laughs> yeah. Well, men yeah. have a long tradition of looking hot in like anything and it's annoying. Yeah, it's yeah. very annoying. Except for summer clothes. Men do not look good during the summertime. The worst part about living in LA is that men are so much hotter in cold weather. Mm, yeah, yeah so layers are good. Although mm-hmm. I can forever, forever say goodbye to the the fucking uh the beanie that's scrunched. The scrunched the oh. scrotum beanie, the one oh, that yeah. like has different yes. l- levels on it. Mm-hmm. And oh. they wear it on the end of their head. <laughs> no. It like sits all the way back no. here. I can't. Mm-hmm. They look Never like again. one of the little seven dwarves. I'm like, yes. what are you doing? <laughs> that's what it looks like. Two two dwarfish. Okay. We're gonna take anyway, hot hot take. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back <laughs> in a second. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody. We're back. Welcome back. <laughs> um we're going to play a little game with you, Sophia, to get to know you better. It's just random questions, so don't be scared. Uh, oh, I'm thrilled. <laughs> we're gonna play. Here's the theme song. Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Who, what, where, when? Why? So, do you know what the name of this game is? Um... Brad Pitt's asshole. No, uh, yes. I'm assuming it's who, what, where, when, why. I love the the musical quality on this podcast is unmatched. This Thank is you. like the production Thank value you. is. I mean, un- unmatched. That's for sure the word I would use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you had, while we while we're talking Thank about you. Brad Pitt's butthole, we do have to say we got censored on YouTube. Um, oh, yeah. We got yeah. a notice. We did get a notice. We don't. We don't really use our YouTube that much. We mm-hmm. we've uploaded some old sketches to it, and it had our podcast room in it. But we just are not. We didn't do it. We didn't do the whole YouTube thing. But we in 2012 we had a live show where we played uh, in memoriam of butts from the year, and we mm-hmm. just got a notice that we're being that that video is censored. You guys are dealing with a lot of censorship, and this is it's what is okay. kind of wrong with America. Yeah, it's exactly. really not good. It was all the butts we lost that year to like weight loss and things like that. And 2012, this is almost a decade ago. Oh, I <laughs> bet those butts it? came back this year, though. I bet oh, those for butts sure. came That's true. right back. They're back. They are back in full force. But I'm sorry <laughs> if we, if you know, I'm sorry if if you saw that and you didn't realize the content we didn't know that we should also say slideshow from 10 years ago <laughs> we should also say that that was from a live show where the whole theme was butts That's we true. we based mm-hmm. the live show off of, remember that pop physique ad that was like the perfect butt yes oh yeah there was like a huge was giant butt on billboards all over right. los angeles right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we ended the show by writing lady to lady on our own butts and <laughs> we mooned the audience so that's I'm what you guys are up. missing if you don't come to our shows. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. A pretty good, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and then also the, the in our live shows, we also used to have like we have a character that's like a three part sketch throughout the whole thing, and um, he was the the what was it, Joe Wagner? We said that he was the pop physique butt, but then it turned out that that was a fake butt that he was wearing over his real butt, but his real butt was a scary clown mask. <laughs> 
underneath that was of great. a fake We made Joe, Joe Wingert, who is like, I think, an Emmy Award winning writer. Yeah. We made him wear a clown mask on his ass and show it to the audience. So I just feel good. I mostly feel good about our choices in general. Truly killing it. <clears throat> okay. They love it. <laughs> okay. Sophia, here are our questions. They're all over the place. So feel free to answer mm. them as you see fit. Who published your first piece? Um, I guess technically Thought Catalog, although now I want to die thinking about what I wrote on there, and I really hope <laughs> the internet has crumbled and the infrastructure has just been wiped away. Um, and it was like really emotional pieces mixed in with like really funny pieces, and I wrote them all under a fake name that I will never share. Some people oh, know, but I will never smart. share it. Hmm, that's very uh, It's so emotional. It's like me having a crush on this guy in college. It is so bad. I reread it once and I could barely make it through the first two lines before I was like, if I met you, I'd punch you. <laughs> I would just <laughs> you were not a good person. Um so corny. So that was the first one. And then like the first actual publication to publish me was bizarrely enough, The Guardian. So I'm British now um, because of that. (laughs) Good day. Congratulations. Is that British or Australian? I felt like they're British, but maybe I'm British. No, my good day, mate. The Guardian is definitely British. Oh, okay. I was like, am I crazy now? (laughs) (laughs) Have I been gaslighting myself into thinking The Guardian is British? (laughs) That's so smart. I mean, at least you had... The foresight then to use another yes. name because How on you earth knew. Did you have that foresight? How? I was so yeah. embarrassing that I was like, I should be embarrassed <laughs> by this. Wow. And I knew. And I was, I think, I just knew. I was like, you're sharing too much of yourself. This needs to be a fake person. How did you come up with a pen name? It's very similar to my middle name and my last name. And um, it's like very Americanized versions of both. And my mm-hmm. middle name is. This is going to lead people down a rabbit hole. I mean, I'm just kidding. Um, my middle name is Gillette, like the Razors. So it was oh. like kind of, it's spelled totally differently, but that's how it's pronounced. But so I was like, I have two crazy ass middle and last names. I can't even use like, it's not like I have like Anne where I could be like Anne Benoit, you know, like. Right, mm-hmm. right. It's weird shit, you know. Pen Gillette. That's your pen name. Okay. Yeah. I, that is. I am actually, I also. If I have darker hair, I look a lot like him. Um, he's like kind of my celebrity lookalike. And people don't believe me, but I really do look a lot like him. So That's like, I feel like reading stuff that you wrote just as a beginning, you know, writer or just like mm-hmm. whatever when you're younger. Oh, boy. That's that's hell. That's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. For my book, I read my rough. old diaries from that time period oh, or journals or whatever. And it was excruciating. It was so bad. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and like, it's humiliating because I, I, there's like a five or six year period in my life where I was just trying to make money. So I would just write any embarrassing thing about myself for like, and you know, a few hundred dollars. So there's like a whole mm-hmm. catalog of humiliation that lives on the internet just because like I needed to pay my electric bill. Right. Yes. I feel like every five years it should just be cleared out. It's yes. Like, it's like your credit yeah. score. It's yeah. Just, Absolutely. By the way, did you guys know about the credit score? What, <laughs> mean, what, oh. what, what about it? <laughs> the credit score. The bane of my existence? I know about the credit score. <laughs> okay. I need to share this information and I'm probably going to get emails from people saying Test I'm hack. wrong. Okay. Test hack. Yo, credit is fake. Yeah. It's, it's fake as fuck. Your shit drops off after seven years. So if you have stuff that's like five years in, don't pay it. 
just hang in there. <laughs> so if okay, you I don't know that this is a hack. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> And and I will say my dad used to have a, a motto which was there's no such thing as debtors prison because he was like, what are they gonna do? And I was like, ah, uh, I don't feel like that's our vibe. I feel like let's pay some things off. But um But so you can't pay any of it though, right? You have to completely ignore it for seven years. I would. I certainly would. Yeah, because if you don't ignore it, I, I, okay, this is, I, I really want to preface this by saying that I don't really know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I, think, I think if you start to pay it, that might, we don't want to, we don't want to kickstart any kind of a timeline. Just yeah. let it sit there. It's though you never yeah. saw, I mean, the thing is you never knew it was there. You just never got the mail, you never, so. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they'll offer you like a settlement for like a much lower amount too. Don't take it. Yeah. Don't take it. Yeah. <laughs> But all of this is like not true for student loans because those can never be wiped off. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because some guy from like Ohio or Illinois or some random ass place, when the original like student loan bill was being created or like one of the early ones, he like snuck in the fact that it could never be wiped out at the the last hour. And Mm. no one read the bill because like, why would you read the bill? Because sure. you're, it's just your job. You it's know, just you're your in job. Congress. It's fine. No big deal. Um, might affect millions of people's lives for a long time. Uh, so he just like snuck in that it didn't need to, it could never be wiped out because his state had a bunch of like massive companies that were doing student loan debt stuff. So he just like snuck that in. So now we're all fucked because of that one dude. <sighs> yeah. Like through bankruptcy, nothing. You can't. Nothing. You can them. never get rid of it. You just have to die. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is yep. mind blowing. Yeah. So the people that racked up debt, like learning, are a disadvantage compared to the people that racked up debt, say, with a skydiving Shopping. addiction. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Damn. Well, that's brutal. It's not great. Uh, all no, right. This it's... leads to our next question, Sophia. <laughs> what's a matter? Um, what's the matter? <laughs> oh, where to begin? <laughs> I would say the biggest thing is probably just like climate change and ecological collapse. I feel like that's the big one at this point. I mean, obviously, yeah. like just rampant inequality, but um, yeah, that's the <laughs> one that's keeping me up at night where I'm like, duh, are we going to address this ever? Um, so definitely to bring the vibe of the podcast down. We're probably not going to address it very soon, so. No. Yeah. No, but at least we made it to old, guys. At least we did. Oh, that's true. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, me and, my, me and my boyfriend were talking about it last night, and it's like, you just have this, like, constant, like, I don't know, 10-yard stare, because you're like, is it, are we going to figure, mm-hmm. are we going to do it? Are, are we, we gonna... wrapping up here? Yeah, or like, like, what's is the... this? Is it closed this kind of it? Yeah. Should I focus on my career or should I learn how to forage? Exactly. Yeah. That's what we were yeah. saying. Is I was like, we're at the hundred percent. We're at yeah. the part in our lives where we're like, okay, naturally, I'd be like, okay, I'm planning for the future now. Where do I want to like? How do I want to save my money so that I can maybe retire mm-hmm. and the, or do whatever? But in other, but also, I'm like, but do we need to like buy some land and make a bunker? Like, what what are yeah. we doing here? What are we figuring out? It's so scary and i think with obviously with um the vaccine and QAnon and stuff like that you see mm-hmm. the people just literally aren't willing to believe fact or and then you're like oh well then we're like, we're really fucked because people don't even want to admit that things are true 
So it just makes correct. It just makes you think that back in the day there were like dinosaurs or like that's not an asteroid. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Not happening. It's not coming <laughs> right for us at all. Percent. Not gonna happen. Percent. I'm just gonna sit here with my two butts and have a great time. Yeah, uh, uh Brandy, about that. <laughs> Wait, a brain Wait, in their yeah. butt. A brain in yeah. their butt? Yeah, I mean, sorry, a brain in their butt. Were you were you guys not taught that stegosauruses had two two brains? No. No. Well, I think the, I think the closest I've come is that cows have four stomachs, which I think is real. That is okay. that real. sounds real. Yeah. Because so in a stegosaurus, there's a second like hollow compartment over where its tail begins. And early I looked it up. I looked it up. And early um, uh, our, uh, paleontologists thought that there was like a second like smaller brain that just controlled the motor skills, the back half of, uh, the, yes. of the body that, because because yeah, okay. their brains. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. They're aspirin because they, their brains sure. were so small. Because, like, the Stegosaurus's brain is, like, fucking tiny. But they needed, like, a second, like, nerve center, basically, okay. to get the reaction, like, the, um, the, the like, so motor like reaction that it's like a fire truck, like the guy on the end of the fire truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank this you, Barbara. This is such a horny episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love a Stegosaurus brain, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but, yeah, did, I was, how did you learn that? Or where did that come from? I love dinosaurs. <laughs> so I just, like, knew a lot about them as a kid. And that it was a, a an incorrect fact, just like Brontosaurus was not an actual real it's just uh, dinosaur. Funny to think that that was like a rumor, like that mm-hmm. was dinosaur gossip. That mm-hmm. wasn't true. I also like, like to hear? think that the dinosaurs themselves believed that. They're like, do you know how Gary has an ass brain? And then <laughs> Good old like, no ass way. ass brain Gary over here. Yeah. He has a oh, mind of his own. Second brain in his ass. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just like this podcast is all about like breaking mis- the misinformation loop. So I just want everyone to right. know Stegosaurus has only had one brain and it was in their head. Okay. Not their ass. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and they also probably did not believe in um, in an asteroid or climate change for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're very QAnon. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Stegosaurus was the QAnon dinosaur for sure. Look, if any he, of them He looks was. like an asshole. He just looks. I'm sorry, but yeah. it, I'd be so embarrassed if I look like him. And I think... Well, I just think he's QAnon. And don't I, you I think. guys think that Stegosaurus, because um, that was an herbivore, I believe, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So vegan. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have a bit of a Moby vibe? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%, interesting. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I'd say Moby vi- by, uh, vibe because I'm thinking of the spikes, which give me like a spiked hair, like a gelled mm. vibe. So yeah. maybe like a like Moby. Bono. I think it's oh, kind of yeah. like a... I, th- I would say like a Gwyneth Paltrow because the um, the scales in the back are kind of like a headdress of some kind. And she seems like she's done some problematic, inappropriate shit. I feel like she's kind of like a Gallimimus to me. Mm. Like she's got like the long legs. She's looking hot. She's yes. running around. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that's what I see for her. But now yeah. I have to think about every dinosaur in terms of celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> if I you, will if, never stop. If you guys could be done, which dinosaur do you feel in your heart that you are the most? Oh. Mine is Carnotaurus. It's like a really big dinosaur. And they kind of have like these backwards arms. Like they're like a T-Rex, mm-hmm. a little bit bigger. But then the, ar- the the little arms are kind of facing backwards, which is just mm. the most dumbass thing I've ever seen in my life. Like someone <laughs> messed up so bad. And I think it's hilarious. And I will never not find it hilarious. So I'd say Carnotaurus. <laughs> Mine would be the one in Jurassic Park that has the... Oh, the diplotic, um, uh, a Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus, because uh, yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm I'm cute and fun, and I look like harmless. But then like, if it comes out, it comes out. 
Yeah, Tess has real angry jazz hands that'll pop out every once in a while and just let you know. (laughs) I mean, my favorite, I think, I don't think I'm like this one at all, but I Mm -hmm. like a brontosaurus, but I'm not like them. So I don't know. That's just like the first Brontosaurus don't exist, though. Brachiosaurus, I guess. It's a brachiosaurus. The brontosaurus was like a a conglomeration of several dinosaurs they figured out were, yeah. Well, that makes sense then, actually. So... I'm the, I'm the one that then, then I do then that does work. I'm a brontosaurus. Yeah, Barbara Barbara Gray, the Kaiser Soze of dinosaurs. Everybody, yes. <laughs> mythical. Yeah, I think I would be a diplodocus because I would like to swim, and I liked her in the Land Before Time movies. So it was a little ducky, and she mm. was she was fun and sweet. Yeah. How many How many of those did they make? They made like a thousand of too those many. Movies. Too I many. hate those movies. You Everyone's mom was dying. I know. The first, the first one was like, oh, you thought Bambi was sad? Well, what if we killed all the dinosaurs and <laughs> yeah. also his mom and dad? What if we did that? <laughs> Why yes. were, I was going to say, I thought maybe the kids' movies from our generation were sad, but then I realized like Pixar. Can you imagine the children living through Pixar? Yeah. I don't even, those movies don't even seem to appeal to children at all. Like, I just genuinely don't understand why a little kid would be like, I would love to watch a movie about an old man with a walker and his sweet neighbor that is annoying him. What? <laughs> like, no. no. I'd like to like, know how many kids were tying balloons to their grandfather's chairs, just trying to, like, see if they could just get rid of them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, like, I have three nieces, and not one of them has ever name-dropped a Pixar movie. They're, like, in some shit, like, these girls are all about Frozen 2, Cars 2. They're, two. they're much more crazy shit that they're watching and into than than like a plot that adults can follow. Are you telling me <laughs> Pixar movies might have actually been made for us because uh, we just need to hold on to our childhoods because it's the last nice thing that happened in our lifetime? Hmm. Was your childhood... Hmm. I'm concerned about your childhood if it had anything to do with a Pixar movie. Like, was a rat <laughs> cooking for you? Or like, what <laughs> happened? We need to get to the bottom of which Pixar movie... <laughs> Oh, just like the Toy Story movies or whatever. Okay, just like fair. it just feels that they were like like, like that's I feel definitely like what ones... Toy Story is about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In Toy Story three, they like accept death at a moment. Like they're going to be in, like, an incinerator, and they're just like, dark. Oh, that Toy Story yeah. three and, like, is too much. I honestly think as a writer, I get mad watching Pixar movies because I'm like, God, things shouldn't be this good. How are yeah. things this good? Like Finding yeah. Nemo is a perfect script. Yeah, it is. Toy Story 3 is the tale of a millennial finding a gray hair for the first time and just accepting mm-hmm. death, but then realizing that you can pluck it. That's that's <laughs> that's Toy Story 3. <laughs> All right, here's my pitch. But okay. then we turn it in. No, I'm not I don't have one, but Oh. <laughs> okay. Did All you, right. Let's ask yeah, Let's ask one let's more. One more. Okay. Where is your favorite escape? My favorite escape? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably you know, any, I just love patios. That sounds ridiculous, I know, but if you give me like a nice patio or even like a rooftop, pretty much anywhere that I'm just sitting somewhere outside and I'm not expected to do an outdoorsy thing. So you kind of <laughs> get half points for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I've never had a bad time drinking on a patio. I'm never like, that was disappointing. I'm like, this seems great. Mm-hmm. This is my speed. Last night, I was like, I've just been like so fucking busy and have not been spending enough time outside at all. Like no walks, nothing. I've just been so (laughs) fucking busy. And every time I go outside, I'm like, 
oh right and i yeah. was like i was like i should i was like i wish i smoked and then i could just sit outside and it's like you can just sit outside you fucking know. just sit outside <laughs> yeah that is the thing that i miss about smoking cigs is like it was so nice it's very like if cigarettes didn't kill you and let's face it everything does so maybe i should just start smoking again but <laughs> if cigarettes didn't kill you like they're actually really good for you because you it sit there for 10 minutes and just like contemplate shit and like maybe make small talk with people. But like you have several breaks in your day where you're just like sitting outside. I think it's like a forced meditation, even though you would not look at it mm-hmm. that way. Usually, yes. but yes, it's a meditation yeah. that you're severely addicted to. <laughs> okay. I'm ad- addicted to meditation is a t-shirt that uh, we can definitely find in a target. Awful. Yeah. The, wor- the worst one, but well, I don't know if you've seen this one heavily meditated. Oh. oh, that's bad. That is really painful to hear. I, I, cl- I clenched a fist when you said it. My butthole clenched. She was like, no. Get it away from me. I hate funny shirts. If there was one thing I could just burn. Well, I hate also engagement photo shoots. So those would be like the first thing. And then funny shirts. I hate the two of those things so much. I can't. Unreal. It's so What's your least favorite funny shirt? I do all my own stunts. I fucking hate that makes no sense. That makes why are you doing stunt no one's doing stunts and no one's also no one's hiring someone to do it. And also like that just means you're a stunt person. So like you have a job that some people have. That makes no sense. That's fucking ridiculous. And I just love that you didn't even have to think one second no, about I that. Immediately. It. Immediately it was right there. Let me just go for can I just tell you guys some of the uh, shirts available right now at Spencer's? Yes. Please. Oh, boy. Okay. We've got Tice Knits. Okay. Yes. I get it. Okay. I do get it. Took okay. me a second, but there we are. Okay. Got Legal- it. Legalize eating ass. <laughs> wow. Spencer's has gotten raunchier. We've Damn. come a far away since penis pasta. Yeah, there used to just be some subtext, but all right. Yeah, okay. that was a pretty. That's a, can you? I just can't imagine seeing someone wearing a legalized eating ass. T-shirt. And like their mom had to buy it for them, which is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not always an asshole. Sometimes I'm asleep. That's not even a. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I guess it has a punchline in a sense, but like that's not a full joke. I don't. No. Know, I can't deal with that one. None of these They're are. Also, dumb. It's if terrible. you're happy, if you're happy and you know it, go fuck yourself. None of these people wear masks. Uh, <laughs> these are just mean. Can yeah. you imagine being the writer of these t-shirts and like that is your job? It's like a greeting card writer. Like your heart isn't even in it, but you know like this shit sells. Like we have to make another thing that says like the punchline is eating ass. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Clocking in another day of work at my Spencer's gift. <laughs> There's one that just, and I know that this was like a, I've seen this sentiment on the internet, but it's very weird to see on a t-shirt. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> That's wow. so dark. That's horrendous. Damn, Why Spencer's. would you wear that on a shirt? <laughs> you should be wearing that underneath the legalized eating ass shirt so that you can be like, this is how I actually feel. This is like my real emotion right. and the one I'm presenting to the world. That's okay. like what a bad therapist tells you because they don't know what to actually tell you. A thousand it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to do my job. You're good. It's okay. You're good. It's okay to not be yeah. okay. <laughs> okay all right this is the final one this okay, is a long okay. one here we go i'm not i'm not saying i hate you but i would unplug your life support to charge my phone that's so long for a shirt so like long. there's so, so much wrong with long. that it's clunky it's morbid it's me oh. 
is there is it just letters or is it is there a picture to go with this at all it's or just it- letters i hate you is in all red and bigger than the rest so it says i'm not saying i hate you but i would unplug you're like okay well i think i know so we've been writing readers digest jokes for i yeah. think next year we might have to go spencer spencer t-shirts, t-shirts. Yeah. yeah 2022 the year of trying to crack a spencer <laughs> shirt oh my god so that one's really bad <laughs> Yeah. It's so long. Like, am I at a like? Am I at like a stoplight and I'm <laughs> crossing the street and I'm waiting and I get to read your shirt? What is the context in which I'm just like stuck with you reading your shirt? Right. I, and like, why do you hate me? I'm just in line at Starbucks with you. Of course, you don't hate me. Yeah, because like, that's the thing is, it's like, yeah. this isn't. You're not wearing this for people you know to. You're reading it's for strangers. Strangers to, are reading this to understand yeah. something about your personality. I will yeah. say I had a T-shirt in high school that I still think was really funny and hilarious. People kept letting me wear it to school, but I found this T-shirt at a thrift store that had a picture of a middle a middle aged man on it, and it said, mm-hmm. "I'm with Neil. He's 50. That's hilarious. That's perfect. That <laughs> That's is like such great. a good Wait, joke. I don't That's get, great. I don't get it. It, said, it doesn't. It, it's just a shirt that says he, yeah. she's with Neil. Oh, like, oh great. Who doesn't want to be with Neil now? He's 50. <laughs> yeah. Like, fucking yes. And yeah. Iconic. If they sold that shirt anywhere, I would buy it. Yeah. I would love If you're listening to this and you know where we can get an I'm with Neil, he's 50 shirt, that please is let great. us know. I love it. I love it. Very, very into it. <laughs> All right. We're going to go find this, uh, this T-shirt. We'll be back in a second, everybody. back on lady to lady i'm babs i'm brandy i'm tess and we're here with sophia benoit hi hi and we're gonna do a lady problem if you want to send one to us you can write to us at lady to lady at comedy at gmail.com or oh my god call us at 323-6-30 i'm trying to find this the theme song at the same time i'm talking so it's not while you're looking for that, can I just tell you guys? I saw on Instagram today that someone got a tattoo of bread, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. That's a Go good ahead. tattoo. That's yeah. a good tattoo. That's Great awesome. tattoo. <laughs> lady. Lady problems. Lady. Lady problems. Lady problems. Do you have them? Lady problems. Do you have them? People have them. Again, unmatched song quality. (laughs) I loved it. That's one of our best ones. Um, Thank you. So you you do advice like for as professionally, would you call it? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, yes, I'm getting paid for it. So (laughs) I guess. Yeah. So I feel like honored. So thank you for lending yeah, some of your advice. advice oh, gosh. Time with us. We'll see what happens. I'll probably okay. give the worst advice possible. <laughs> Can't be worse than ours. Hey, ladies. It's Mackenzie. Not really sure why I'm saying that. Like, you know who I am. But I'm a fairly new listener, binging on all your podcasts. And I thought I could finally call in a lady problem. So I just moved to a city about a year ago, mid-pandemic. I'm 23, just graduated college a year ago, and I've been really struggling dating in this city. Um, I have a good friend group. We go out. 
but they're all in great relationships, so it's really hard for me to find someone. Um, so I went ahead and took my shot at online dating. So tried the online dating thing, found this guy. We have been talking for two weeks. It's been going really well. And um, he's asking me, oh, when can I see you again? And all the things that makes me think, oh, yes, this is going great. So all of a sudden, I think it was like a week ago now, um, he slept over um, and I told him that, you know, I'm not down for hookups. That's just not who I am. It's a way to protect myself if someone's not fully invested in me. And he said, you know what? I completely respect you for that. In fact, I respect you more. Fine with it. Ask me when he can see me again. And then I'm like, okay, next week. I have a friend coming in town this weekend. It's going to be four days. Sorry. And so that time passes, and I'm trying to text him over the time period while my friend is here, and I'm not getting anything. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm getting ghosted. So essentially, long story short, I guess I am ghosted. He cut me off completely, stopped responding to all my texts, unfollowed me on all social media. And I even gave him an out, and I was like, hey, like, just to let me know, if you're not interested, just give me a heads up didn't even take that opportunity. So I guess my lady problem is how do I deal with the anxiety of the rejection? I mentally know I'm a boss ass bitch. I'm out here 23 doing the most. I have a career. I just bought myself a new 2021 car. I'm doing great at my job. I have great friends here and I don't think I'm ugly but I have no idea how to deal with my anxiety over this. And I've tried everything between meditation, yoga, therapy, and I have no idea what to do. I can't get my brain and my body, my hormones, and my anxiety to match. So if you guys have any advice on how to deal with rejection, especially something that was seemed so 180, I know it was kind of all over the place, with story, but please, any advice is great. Thanks. Uh. Okay, first of all, I'm so sorry. My alarm for my own anxiety meds went off in the middle of that. Uh, so that was no worries. Incredibly a beautiful art moment. Um, <laughs> actually, my first thing, when anyone ghosts anyone, this is so stupid, but I just genuinely believe that you have to assume they died. And that's mm. just like, I just assume that. Like, a guy ghosted me one time, and he was like, he was kind of like into it, and he was the one following up with me and I like finally followed up with him and then all of a sudden he's like I'm going to Philadelphia I'll call you when I get back and he never called me again I was like I think we can all assume he died in Philadelphia like a thousand percent he did and who would call me and be like I want to let you know I can't even remember his name at this point but like I want to let you know Greg died in Philadelphia no one's gonna tell me so he probably did die there needs to be like a special service at this point for for online dating apps where it's like Mm mm-hmm you need to notify someone if that happens, you know. How are yeah. you supposed to notify, like, who I'm hooking up with? They're not going to know my friends. Well, no, and I think Sophia's right. We should assume not only that they all died, but that they all died in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, correct. If someone goes For sure. to you, correct. that's what happened. Yeah. You, yeah. Go, you go to Philly, quote unquote, and that is what <laughs> yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. It's the upstate farm for uh, yeah. boys. You, <laughs> rang, you rang the old Liberty Bell. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> the same thing happens when you unfollow me on social media as well. I assume that you're dead and your family has deleted your profiles. Yes. That's what happened. That is yeah. just like that is the beginning end of it is mm-hmm. he probably is dead in Philadelphia. And I think there's probably a beautiful service and his family is still mourning him. And so are you. But he <laughs> is dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think, I mean, unfortunately, it's so annoying, but the only answer is time that you're, it's gonna, if you're trying all the shit, it's just like, yeah, it fucking sucks. And you're just gonna have, it's like gonna take a minute to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I always like to chime in with the unhealthy answer. And I think, honestly, no one's gonna tell you this, but sometimes you just need a distraction person. Like, yeah, but it doesn't. I don't know if that's what she wants. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. She's not she, like she doesn't she's like not, to be slutty. She, yeah, yeah, she didn't want to yeah. have sex with this guy. So oh, I don't think yeah. having sex okay. with anyone is the. Oh, the my bad, my bad. Answer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I actually, I, I do. I, I think kind of a combination of a lot of things here, but I do agree a lot with the time thing. I think a lot of my advice in my letters and in my like columns is that I think a lot of people forget that grieving is about things that aren't death related like i think we Mm -hmm. associate grieving with death and i do think that like sometimes you have to go through some of the processes of grief for all kinds of loss and so even if the loss isn't this guy even if the loss is like i lost the assumption that dating would be easy for me or i lost the assumption that someone would treat me correctly like sometimes that's the thing you have to grieve um on a more real level than that he's dead which he still might be i kind of want to hold that hope that he died um (laughs) yeah yeah and and I do think um, uh, the most, I tell this to everyone, but the most common mental health phrase for me when I have anxiety, the thing that is like my motto is that is not my business. So whenever my brain starts thinking about something that I do not want her thinking about, like sometimes I'll go to a doctor and they'll be like, time to weigh you. And I'm like, oh, sweetheart, that is not my business. I do not need to know what I weigh. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I start to go down the path of like all my friends hate me behind my back, I'm like, oh, not your business if they hate you. Just not. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think just like coming up with something with a motto of sorts for whenever you do have those unhealthy thoughts you don't have to like invite every unhealthy thought in to live in your house. You can just be like, oh, uh, I see their unhealthy thought. Thank you for stopping by. Mm. But no, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think especially when you want to spin out about like what someone else might feel about you. It's so important to, to yeah, that's not my business because it's like it really probably doesn't have much to do with you at all. This is this own dude's thing. He died. So that's the number his number one issue. But other than that, it's like. <laughs> His biggest yeah. flaw. His biggest flaw yes. is that he died. He's dead. He's but dead. But also, right? like, yeah. whatever the fuck's going on with him, I guarantee you has ve- probably very little to do with you, and it's, it's a, his own fucking shit. So, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. It also, and I think this is like a tale as old as time. And these guys love to do this. It's always the guy that starts out up your grill, and oh, it's yeah, like and him like, initiating I it. You. Yeah, yeah, I respect. I respect you more. Go fuck yourself. Just yeah, say, fuck off. you know what? I'm pissed. I'm horny. I want to go fuck somebody. Like, don't fucking lie to my face and be like, I respect you. You fucking yeah. asshole. No, it's super shitty. I think it can be hard too, especially when you are like, like you're, you're, you said you're a boss ass bitch who's like done all these things and like gotten, you know, like, like built up a life, but you have control of all those things. Then to also have like an uncontrollable thing inserted into your life, I think at least that stuff has always made me extra crazy because I'm just like, no, but I do this and I get that. I do this and I get that. I do this and I get that. And then dating is like you don't get that connection because you have no control over how the other person works. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be like a real mind fuck with all of it, too, especially if you're like a results oriented person that has like built a great life for themselves. A hundred percent. I also think like going back to the idea of like caring what people think about you, it's very difficult to not do that. I mean, it, it, almost impossible. All of us care. But I do think to some extent you have to come to the realization eventually that like 
this guy liking you is not in any way indicative of your worth because like if we were all waiting on this guy who I assume his name is Trevor, if we were all <laughs> waiting on Trevor's approval, like what if Trevor hates me, Sophia? Like I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you the idea that some guy who's not even talking to you anymore has any reflection of your worth is so ludicrous. And at some point you will find that out via time and probably tequila and like a lot of other fun exploratory moments. But man, who even cares what men are up to? Sorry, but like, <laughs> certainly oh none of us. And the other thing is, and it's unfortunate because, you know, you know, when you're attracted to them, I know it sucks. <laughs> Oops. But I think also, you know, there's something to, I, I don't know. I've, I've kind of learned as I've gotten older too, is like sometimes shit just sucks. Like it's yes. not nothing is good. Sometimes things feel bad, and like it, that doesn't mean that it's anything is going wrong. It's just like sometimes you. It's like remember when you got your COVID shot and you had to take the next day off work because you knew you were gonna feel like shit. Like sometimes you just mm-hmm. need to have those days where you feel like shit, and the only way to do it is to get through it. So like whatever that means, like whatever. Are you, are you saying that it's okay to not be okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, but first tacos. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's the other side of the shirt. <laughs> oh my god! Also, like I, I just feel for you because there's nothing mm-hmm. harder than when all of your friends are in, like you know, a committed relationship, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like over here, like, okay, when's my yeah. turn? It's really hard. I was watching. I don't know if anyone else wa- else watched Love Is Blind, whatever. But of they were doing. You know an, I did. I, they were doing an anniversary party like two years later and two of the couples did find like a good partner and are in love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're giving their speeches about how much they love each other in front of all these other people who just want to find someone so bad. And Aww. I just felt so I was like, Damn. this sucks. Like, of course, you're happy for your friends who are in love, but it also just fucking sucks. And I'm well- sorry. <laughs> Well, and I think also coming off of a year and a half of a pandemic where like, I assume that you were, it sounds like you were single that entire time. This is your first kind of foray back out into the dating world after, you know, all of that time away. So it's like, there's all sorts of extra weird shit that's coming into it too. And I, I mean, I would feel like really upset. Just like, really motherfucker, you were single for like, that dude was like single and like, he's going to be that shitty after this. So there's like no growth that has happened in any way. Like that's just like a constant just like disappointment and humanity that I'm feeling constantly in other ways as well. Yeah. Fuckboy still fuckboying is definitely one of the disappointing outcomes. Yes, this. but like this girl's 23. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest, your 20s are so many fuckboys. So I think it's oh, yeah. great to to get started with some like fuck get these fuckboy tactics ready to roll cuz this isn't going to be your last fuckboy. <laughs> I just I feel like also sometimes it just helps to remember that like I'm this is me assuming you're also dating a man in his 20s, but like that guy probably has, like, maroon sheets and one towel. And, like, mm. well, you just talked about how much of a boss bitch you are. And so sometimes it's like, okay, someone treated you like that. He clearly is not operating on the highest level of anything else in his life. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you lost a catch. You lost someone who was willing to treat a person like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, a, and again, like, you lost a dude in his 20s. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like... There's more where that came from. Uh, (laughs) And they're kind of all, they're kind of like a lot of people in their 20s, not just men. Everyone's just like doing the the best they can. And it's everyone's first time on earth. So we're all fucking everything up constantly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will say he's probably just a really big dumbass Mm -hmm. um, who 
panicked for some reason. It has mm-hmm. to do with him, not you. This isn't a reflection of you. Freaked out, freaked himself out, and or is just like a piece of shit. Who knows? But it doesn't matter. And that's all his business. And now you don't have to deal with it. That's a gift he gave you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to deal with a long breakup with a guy named Trevor with maroon sheets. He walked away. Amazing. Yeah. yeah he, he probably was like, uh-oh, she wants more. She can't see my sheet. My <laughs> one sheet. She can't see the sheets. She can't see my, my bar pillow. of Irish spring in the shower that I use for shampoo, too, that also has a pube stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes. She can't see my pube soap. I respect no. her. And I will say, even though, you know, you're not, you don't want to like hook up with people, which I totally understand. Mm -hmm. I do think the distraction tactic, if you want to take it, could still work. If you just want to flirt with people on a fucking app or whatever. You know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. to remind yourself there are other people out there. Try not to get too caught up in it, but just look at it as like a, I'm just going to like have some fun chatting with some people. Yeah, because I just feel like your brain goes on a bit of a feedback loop sometimes when these, with these situations. And I just think a distraction can like break the loop a little bit. Mm-hmm. please also though i just want to say uh because i feel like this happens to every single 23 year old and it may have already happened because 23 is kind of the tail end of when this happens but do not date an older rich man uh who's creepy and violates boundaries because he thinks he can get away with it that's just like a big warning mm. uh, i know men in their 20s are also bad there's not really great options obviously uh but mm-hmm. stay away from the like yeah no but those guys have it more yeah, the yeah. guys in their 20s are kind of like flailing and don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's the what old- my point was about this yeah. guy. I think he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. I just think he is. I, I don't think he, I mean, maybe he was malicious, but he's flailing, like you said. He's. But older guys are like, they're creepy. Like they got their shit creepy. on lock in a weird way that you don't want to. Yeah, to yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, I know we all watch Mad Men and there's the silver fox of it all. And there's something <laughs> kind of, it, the old men are like horses. Sexy, but ultimately but dangerous. a bit dangerous. Yes. 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 Absolutely yes. I knew exactly where you were going. As soon as you said they're like horses, I was like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, Yeah. Good luck. Let us know, you know, yes. how it goes. But yeah, I think just a few weeks and you won't even be th- thinking about this fucking guy anymore. Yeah. Block him on all this, on all this stuff. Yes. Yes. Don't look yeah. at his shit. He's, I mean, he is dead. He so died. Yeah. Okay. He's dead. There's nothing Respect. to look at. Yeah. yeah, he's dead. Um, somebody pulled the plug to charge their phone with him. So <laughs> good riddance, Trevor. <laughs> All right, we'll do he died legalizing more. eating ass. <laughs> he died as he lived. <laughs> Fighting the good fight to legalize eating ass. <laughs> legalize it. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more quick one. Okay. Hey, ladies. Um, Gosh, I have like... The biggest lady problem ever right now. You have no idea. So, you know, we're getting out of quarantine. Awesome. Like, me and my boyfriend were planning this awesome trip to Jamaica. Okay? Like, at a sandals resort. Couples only. Like, no children. Okay? Gonna be awesome. And great. You know? And then, you know what that fucker does? He loses his passport. And then you know what the... You know, he realized he lost his passport, like, you know, a month and a half ago. But you know what? Our trip's a month away. And you know what the expedited passport waiting times are right now? Six to 12 weeks. And our trip is uh, four <laughs> weeks away. That's perfect. Okay? So my lady problem is, what do we do? Because obviously we're going to cancel this trip. 
Like, what else can we do? Like, what's another fun thing we can do? I can live, I live in Georgia, by the way, and it's not that interesting, you know, because, you know, I live here in Atlanta, that's cool, but, like, it's Georgia, so, like, what else am I gonna do? Like, I was thinking, like, maybe go to Grand Canyon, Zion, like, that kind of thing, but I don't know, like, Vegas? <laughs> what do I do? Ladies, please, oh, my God, help me. I'm also really pissed at my boyfriend. Thank you. You can go to a passport office, and if you tell them that you have travel coming up, they will help you expedite it beyond the mail and expedite things. So I just want to put that out there. Go to a passport office, uh, and they if you have planned travel, they usually will help you out. Oh. Yeah, Sophia's right. You have to go to the federal building, like the, the legit mm-hmm. federal building, and it is going to cost you an ass load of money, but they will hook it up. And that said, if you don't hear this in time or if it doesn't work. Um, I love your vibe and I think you should go to Vegas alone without your boyfriend as a punishment. And um, if you tell me when you're there and depending on like Delta variant shit, um, I'm absolutely down. Your vibe was amazing. I felt like I could already see us telling people in the bathroom that we love them. And so I, I feel that. I'm like, yeah, I'm right there with you. One of my number one things I've, mi- I've missed over the last year and a half is telling people I love them in the bathroom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so nice. It's so fun. Aww. I think Vegas was the one that I hit on the most because it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, Grand Canyon, Zion sure. are amazing. Hiking, but if you're into like, you know, you want to go party and like have fun. I mean, you were going to go to Jamaica. Jamaica. That's a very hard place to, Replace. to yeah. substitute. Well, yeah. But I was going to say, you're near Puerto Rico, like on the East Coast near Georgia, you're near Puerto Rico. The um, the Virgin Islands really aren't that far. Key West is not that far away from you. Do you need you. a passport to go ne- to, to Puerto, no, Puerto Rico? Okay. No, 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 Puerto Rico is an American, uh, uh, yeah, you don't need a passport. Territory. Yeah, you don't need a port. And honestly, also, everybody should go to Puerto Rico and put more money into their economy because they need it because we don't take care of them. And it's a fucking gorgeous place. Um, but yeah, you've got a lot of like cool other islands that are near you that yeah. have other, other I would stuff definitely going on. try to go somewhere tropical or something beachy to just get your obviously that's what you were looking forward to. Really mm-hmm. close to there is it's kind of like the vibes are a little different than Jamaica, I imagine, but um Hilton Head, South Carolina is like Oh, it's great. There's no streets, it's all just like driving around in golf carts. It is kind of designed for old people, but in a really fun way. Because mm-hmm. it's just like beaches and a lot of people are playing golf and tennis, but it's like you just drink and hang out. And that's close. You could spend a lot of good money there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think that you would enjoy it, but if other listeners are paying attention or are are any want to go to Hilton Head, um, there is also a uh, grave digger. The monster truck is from Hilton Head, and there <gasps> is a grave digger cafe where all of the old decommissioned grave diggers are just hanging out outside. Oh so my that's god! Amazing. Wow. It's called it's called Digger's Dungeon, and I've wanted to go for a long time. That sounds <laughs> really luxurious. <laughs> yes. That's okay, really lady nice. to lady trip. We're all going to Hilton Head. Your boyfriend's staying home. Yeah. <laughs> I do think though. Like, yeah. you should be very pissed at him. Uh, also, the fact that he waited to do this is so ridiculous. Uh, you're not his parent, and he should have a consequence, which should be not going on the trip. And I do um, just want to shout back to our first advice asker. This is what you avoided. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also, you can tell that she's the one figuring out the passport shit. Of course she yeah. is. Makes me so fucking mad. Of course she is. Um, yeah. I just want to throw in the mix, if you're willing to go a little bit further. My first thought was San Diego. 
Mm. <laughs> like San Diego. What? Come on. Your it's great. first thought of a fun place in America was no, like. No, but for what she wants to do, like okay, hang yeah, out on the fair. beach and just like be kind of, like get like a drink in a yard and just be drunk on a beach. Like yeah, San Diego. I feel that. You know Can what I do mean? do that in San Diego? Is that, oh, is it, yes. I haven't really done the beach thing there. Oh, Yeah, I've yes. never really spent time there. Oh, you guys have got to go to the beaches down there. It's because it's like, it, it's less dirty than the LA beach. The water's nicer. And it, it, right. it, it, it kind of sounds like it has those Hilton Head vibes. But there's also a lot of like douchebag douche bars where mm-hmm. you can yes. karaoke. I think there is a dueling piano bar there. Yeah. I mean, there's Miami. Is like oh, Miami's a great view. option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay right out on the beach. Like, there's plenty. There's yeah, Miami is a party town. That would be also, really yeah. Fun. I was gonna say you're in Georgia. You are so close to so many resorts that you could get to for very cheaply, and then spend all the money on the fun stuff at the resort. And you're so close to all kinds of like Gulf side stuff and mm-hmm. ocean side stuff. You're doing great. And the only part that's not going great is your little boyfriend and. <laughs> Um, I just think I think if this is like his first red flag we're gonna give him a pass because like passports are hard and being an adult is hard if this is his like third or fourth thing that you're taking care of for him that's like a major thing that might ruin a trip or you know yeah you might need to think about ghosting him and going to Philadelphia (laughs) you might yeah you might need to go on this trip and never come back (laughs) I you might need to think about some things because this is ridiculously irresponsible with like time and money. And clearly this trip matters to you enough that like, of course it matters. Like it's a trip to yeah, Jamaica. Like for it sure is a big deal. And he messed it up. Yeah. yeah. I no, hope she absolutely. gets this in time though, because as much as I want to clown on the boyfriend and actually this was my husband's fault, <laughs> but I had to go get an emergency passport one time and I got it in like three days. Like, yeah, I do so, hope she hears this in time to not cancel the trip and just go to the passport office. It's going to suck again. Oh, we'll, yeah. send, money and suck, we'll, but, we'll email yeah. her before this because this is coming out in a few weeks. So we'll email her that. that, email info. Her that oh my God. And I just feel like regardless, needless to say, the boyfriend owes this woman a fancy dinner and he needs to go down on her for like an hour. At least an hour. At like start least. an <laughs> Actually, and not. You know what? I don't think it should be long. I think it should be like every week. Yes. An hour. And and for each week that it would have taken to expedite the passport. So like six mm-hmm. weeks in a row, mm-hmm. you have an hour appointment every Sunday night to eat. And her wherever you out. guys go yes. on your trip, he is in charge of fucking everything. You go get Planning. me my drink. You do yeah, you plan this shit. You go like mm-hmm. he needs to fucking step up and take care of some shit. Yes. Even though yeah. it's not gonna happen because you have to be the one to do it, but Sorry. <laughs> Can you have him call in or just like call me? Um, I just really need to talk to this guy. So important. <laughs> oh, man. Let us know where you end up going. We're here. Yeah. You're, honestly, also, also, you sound like a blast. So you're going to make the best of wherever you end yeah, up going. Yeah, she totally. is. Yes. But yeah, also, absolutely. yeah, I know we said it like three times, but like I, uh, if you don't go to Vegas on this trip, go to Vegas soon because I really think sh- this is yeah, a girl who Yeah, go to Vegas, Vegas. See Magic Mike live by yeah. yourself. It's so good. Um, it's so good. The best. Mm-hmm. And like if you go with him, just go see Magic Mike live by yourself while you're there because you'll have or fun. Or bring him. Like he could watch that That's and true. just could learn a thing or two. Learn something. <laughs> Do you know what choreographed strip routines take? Planning, forethought, <laughs> yes. some skills that you might pick up from Magic Mike Life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it's been so long since we've gone. I miss it so much. And now it's in a whole new casino, a new host. Mm-hmm. I feel like I when Sophia, when did you go see it? Oh, my gosh. I think it was 
Well, I went and saw it in 2019, and I don't want to spoil too much, but they had, like, the corny host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. I mean, I've I've seen it five times. I think five times. <laughs> like I love it. The best yeah. show of all time. So anyway, just make that you you would have so much fun there. Make that your destination either way at some point. Um and yeah, that's that's always our tip mostly at the end, is just to put that yeah. in your life. Okay, in some I just way. okay, no, I know we need to wrap up the episode, but I'm just combining everything we talked about in this episode. And I just had this fantasy of we're all on a patio. Okay, yes. With drinks. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Brendan Fraser themed stripper pop out ding, of a ding, cake ding. that we then proceed to eat. A pop out of a bread yes. cake. <laughs> and we eat yeah. his ass because it's legal now. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> Perfection. Perfect. It's um, Sophia, let everyone know where they can find your book, where they can find you, all that good stuff. You can find my book anywhere the books are sold, including Target, which sells it, which I think is insane. Um, So that's fabulous. Go to Target. Um, Just kidding. Use indie bookstores. Uh, And then you can find me on Twitter at at one follower, no dad. And that is where all my advice columns are and every thought that pops into my head. And thank you so much. Yeah, Sophia is so fucking funny. Go grab her book. Follow her online if you're not already. And... Thank you. You are you're great at giving advice, and thank you for lending your uh, your tips to our gals. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. I can't wait to start a a, a hotline where I make everyone call me about their boyfriends. This yes, fun- you yes. should make that boyfriend hotline. <laughs> boyfriend hotline. I'm gonna fix them. I can fix him. I'm gonna fix call him. it. I can fix, fix him. We used to have, we used to have a chant that now it's usually dump him, dump him. But you know, it varies. Yeah, it depends. Um. Well, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Three, two, three. Six but thirty. It's six but thirty somewhere. Hi, ladies. This is Amy from Canada. I started listening when you joined Exactly Right Network and have been binging my way through. And I just got to the May episode where you talked about the theme song and what the people people thought that it was. Um, I thought it was Barbara Brandy and a corporate vest. I don't know what a corporate vest is, but I've been singing that um, for the last hope for many months now. So love you guys. Thanks for the show. Bye. Hey, so this is in response to the all of the rumors about the tuna salad at Subway. So working as a Subway employee myself, I can say, as far as I knew, that never happened. But if you were one of the folks who ordered a uh, large, say, like six-foot party sub, let me just say one time we were trying to uh, carry one of those around the corner, and the top, which was, you know, had a lot of mayonnaise and stuff on it, Flipped over, it fell onto the floor. We didn't have time to bake another one before that kid had to pick it up for his birthday party. So we just wiped it off, put it back on, and sent it on its way. So if you had a birthday party sometime in the late 90s in Ohio and you had Subway cater it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, we all know that fast food's pretty sus anyway. Thanks, guys. Love your podcast. Take care. Bye.